we are going to do a very, hopefully not too long, um, series looking at just the details of uh, the end times and the signs that we could look at. Uh, with everything that's going on in the world right now, I think it would be valid for us to recap on what we know what we understand and uh, what we remember. Mm. And um, this is, we're just going to chat about why. It's been clear in my mind and my heart, like so many other believers, that we, as the body and the church of Messiah on earth, need to prepare ourselves for not only His return, of course for His return, but the fact is that before his return, there's going to be a tribulation on the earth, a time of tribulation. The Bible says that uh, there was never a time like this before, and there will never be a time of such terrible tribulation again after. And so, yes, we are returning, we are preparing ourselves for the return of the Lord. Mm. Yes, that is important. We are looking forward to his return. But the fact is that there is going to be um, the development, the unfolding of certain things on earth. And um, right now, as there is a lockdown in South Africa, Cape Town, where we live, and I know that there's different forms of lockdown, a lockdown in different cities and countries all over the world, this is, um, I think, a huge, brilliant, uh, very valuable uh, opportunity for us to mm. take note, to be wise, yes. to learn from this experience as much as we can. And we do not yet know for sure if this is actually, that we don't know for sure that this is not actually the unfolding of the actual event. Well said. There's... Much speculation. Mm. Um, my feeling is that I'm not convinced yet uh, that this is the actual event, but I'm not going to rule out the fact that mm. it might be because we don't want to be caught unawares. Definitely not. Um, so what we can learn um, from this event is that on the first day of lockdown, mm. Um, we weren't sure if we were even going to be allowed to to leave our homes. Yes, we were told we could go to uh, the to go buy food to the nearest shop. To the nearest shop, and several other good reasons to leave your home, but otherwise you were supposed to stay home. But I mean, we didn't know what would happen if you mm. actually went to the to the shop. Would you mm. be stopped? Mm. Would you be scrutinised? Was there any danger of fines or being arrested? Um, we literally didn't know. And we, after, it's what, day 19 now mm. of the lockdown. And I think we have a good understanding of how things have been working. Mm. So I'm pretty sure we could move around our immediate neighborhood without too much anxiety. Mm. Um, although we are supposed to stay home. We are governed by a threat, there's a real threat and there's a real fear uh, that governs our decision-making. Mm. It's wise and valid not to take chances with yes. the virus. 
But something is governing the way we live. So the possibility of contracting a virus, of putting your life in danger, or even worse, the lives of your loved ones or your community, of the, the possibility of putting their lives in danger, has um, become a governing factor. Yes, yes. Um, and so this, firstly, is a point to, do, to show us how easily mm. we can be um, put in a situation where everything changes. Mm. Overnight. Overnight. Uh, the, the way we make decisions, the way we know what to do and when to do things mm. can very rapidly be... Um, determined by, by an exterior something, in this yes. case, a, a, a virus, a little creature, a little creature, minuscule, microscopic, mm. living thing, has literally taken over the entire world, <laughs> has determined how everything functions. And this, I think, is the lesson number one. Mm. Is that we have been overestimating, imagining wrongfully yes. that we would have uh, this leeway, this space in which we would be able to negotiate the end time threat, mm. uh, the end time dangers uh, and the yes. persecution. So that's the reality that if you had to just move through different areas, from one area to another area of the city, chances are you'll be pulled over by policemen or even uh, possibly uh, military And be interrogated. They'd be, you'd be asked questions and, um, you know, there's, there's certain people with, that would be let through that any one of those can decide to mm-hmm. arrest a person or yes. take them in for further scrutiny. Now, this is acceptable. Everyone has accepted that as a norm. Yes. That's the way it's better for everybody. It's a good thing and we accept it. This is just a lesson. It's a picture of how easily something that was abnormal yes. and um, uh, unthinkable a few weeks ago, a few months ago, has become absolutely acceptable. Mm. It is everybody's in agreement. That's the right thing. They should pull people over. They should should scrutinise people. It just shows you how easily uh, everything can change. Yes. So what I'm taking note of is that when there's the when the circum- circumstances unfold, where there's a, a controlling force on the planet mm. that gains the means of the agreement yes. of the world population, mm. it can happen this quickly, this easily. So this is not making a statement either way, is it right, is it wrong, no. is it, it is just we want to take note, we want to use this as a learning curve. Mm. We are paying school fees right now and for those of the body that will be alive when the persecution starts, this is, we should be um, extending all our faculties toward understanding whatever can be understood, learned whatever can be learned. Mm. I think this is the heart of 
heart behind this message. Mm. Um, so, we're going to come back to the mark of the beast and we'll look at the details. But, the story goes like this. Uh, a mark will be received from a perceived world governing force. Mm. Right, all across the globe. And this will govern your movements and your ability to buy and sell. It will govern your freedom. It will regulate and govern. Now imagine for a moment. Just imagine. I'm not saying this is not going to happen now. I want to make that very clear. We are not saying this is the time of the mark of the beast. Yes. There's a lot of signs and many things that should come into place. But imagine for a moment that it happens tomorrow... They say that nobody is allowed to buy or sell unless they have received the vaccine against the uh, disease. And with the vaccine, you're going to receive a chip in your right hand to say that you are safe, you've been tested, you have received the vaccine. You're not a threat to humanity. Otherwise, you're not allowed to move around Mm. or you're not allowed to buy or sell. It could happen that quickly. That quickly. Now, the fact of the matter is that if I have not taken precautions and I'm not mentally prepared and I don't understand what happens, if that happened tomorrow, they say, from this moment onward, you you wake up in the morning and the the story on the news is from this moment, Mm. there's a lockdown, you cannot move anywhere. Because the next step is you receive a vaccine and you receive a chip. And they'll scan you at the entrance of all public places. And if you do not have the chip, then you're not allowed to enter. Not allowed and you're not allowed to receive medical <coughs> care. Unless it's the vaccine. <laughs> Unless you are tested and you receive the vaccine. So imagine the scenario. Um, why are we... Why are we painting such a scenario? Not to scare anybody. No. But you see, somewhere in most people's minds, we thought there would be time to flee. There would be time to gather our things, uh, even sell our properties. Yes. Get the money. Sell our clothes, sell the houses, you know, whatever the we furniture. had. And we thought Pack the we car would, and go somewhere uh, else. We An undefined we, place. We, somewhere else. We would go somewhere. And we'll look at what it says about the mountains and so forth. But we thought we would be able to go somewhere. And then uh, we could nicely wrap things up, sell our homes. Say goodbye to everyone. And then we could go. And this has taught me that that is probably not going to be the circumstances. It's not going to be the situation. No. Because see... When this started unfolding, I didn't know in any way if it was time to pack my things and head to the mountains. I didn't know. Is it better to stay home? And um, most, like most of most believers, I made the decision to stay home, which means that now it's too late to escape if you have to. (laughs) If you have to escape now, it means that God would have to make a miraculous way. To escape, mm. but there's no way that you can go on any of the roads and travel without a huge risk that they will, they will find you, they will stop you. So, uh, this is not to scare anybody, but this is to get your attention. Mm. 
we need to pay attention to this. We need to prepare in the areas that we can prepare. Yes. We will highlight those areas. Mm. And we need to be prepared in our hearts, our minds, and our mindsets. Yes. We need to understand where we're at, what we have faith for. It's um, significant that most people, we've been praying for this situation, for the safety of the body. Yes. Um, every evening at 6 p.m. we've been praying together. Significant that we're not sure if everybody in a very s small fellowship is even praying together. Most we know are. But if a person couldn't maintain paying attention to his 10-minute uh, slot of praying together for two weeks or three weeks, it means that you haven't developed the wherewithal, the focus, the heart attitude to be part of what God is doing with the body over a longer period of time. Mm -hmm. This is a warning sign. Not a rebuke, just a warning sign. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not even in a position where I'm paying enough attention. I don't feel that I yeah, am. Same. And so this is what this teaching is going to be about. Mm. Now let's look, we're going to start this off with just a very quick look at something we've done before, but we're going mm. to look at it again. Please, please right, so down. we're in Matthew chapter 24. Uh, for those of you who have done the study with us, we did give printed copies of the notes in our Bibles, which we'll make available again online. Uh, but if you do still have the printed versions, it might be good to refer back to them. So, Matthew chapter 24, um, this is obviously the chapter where Yahushua is taking us through the details of end-time events. And then we see um, here from around about the middle of chapter 24, from verse 29, because he's packed out the signs of before the tribulation, what happens in the tribulation, and then he says in verse 29, immediately after the tribulation of those days. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven. And then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. <clears throat> now, I don't want to focus too much on, on, on a specific piece of scripture here. But we know from here, so he's gone to... The Son of Man will come back, which we know he will do after the tribulation. And then he goes into about four or five paragraphs and parables where he uh, explains the you need to be watching, you need to be careful, you know, watch, be ready. You don't know when the day of his return is coming, so, you know, watch. Um, we see this with the fig tree, with the of that day and hour no one knows, and then with the faithful and wise servant or the foolish servant, and then the, the virgins. So you can go look at those parables and you see this message of be ready, watch for his return. Um, so two things I'd like to lift out. The first is verse 36 of chapter 24 says, But of that day and hour no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. And there's been much debate about this verse uh, because of the feeling that this thing creates. If we just read this verse for what it says, it creates this feeling of, oh, no one knows when he's coming anyway. So we need to be ready, sure. But I mean, if we don't know, then we don't know. So, can't, you know, there's only so much we can do and that should be expected of us. Um, apologies, I'm going to use my phone for this. Uh, I have the notes on here. 
But the word of that's used here is actually uh, not, it doesn't have the application that we think it has. So the word of, which is such a small, seemingly insignificant word, actually changes the whole dynamic of the sentence. So the word of here in its Greek form is the word peri, P-E-R-I. But and of that day. Yes, so sorry. we're talking about that of. Yes, but, but of, that, of day. that day and hour no one knows. Now that of is the word peri and it means about or around. It's the same uh, prefix that you have in the word perimeter that meets, measures around a surface. Um, and this word comes from the base of the word peran and peran means beyond, further or over. Okay, now keeping this in mind, and if we take that into account, then what this sentence is saying, what this verse is saying, is not that we won't know anything about his return or the day of his return. There's nothing to know, so only the Father knows, so you know, let's not worry about it too much. What this is actually saying is that all around, all the details surrounding, further beyond everything, all the details that can be known about that day, is not known. But that doesn't mean that nothing is known. And I think that's something very important to notice. It doesn't say that no one will know anything about that day. It just says all about that day, all around that day, everything about that day. Not everything is going to be known. But that doesn't mean that nothing is known. And so this, again, just adds to that being ready. So whatever we can know, even though we can't know everything, what we can know we should be very diligent to figure out, to make sure we understand, to make sure that we are prepared, because he does warn us, not just once, not just twice, but four times in this specific uh, gospel, the Lord himself warns us to be ready and to watch for his return. Secondly, what I'd like to point out is that, so we've established now that specifically of the day of his return, we don't know everything. So we don't necessarily know the exact day and time of his return. <clears throat> and this has led many believers to come to the conclusion that this extends to the entire series of end time events. So in other words, oh, well, we, if, you know, we just don't know when the end of times is going to happen. You know, one day we'll wake up and it'll just be upon us and then we're in it. That's not what he's saying. He's just saying the, the not knowing the specifics of a single day and an hour pertains to his return. Now, he doesn't give a specific date about the start of the tribulation or the end of times, but he does spend rather, you know, an amount of time giving to us exact details of what to look out for. Things that will happen in a certain order, uh, certain details that have to take place before the end of times can, you know, commence. And so all of this together with the message we're just trying to introduce is that we cannot take in a kind of lazy or passive attitude towards this. There's certain details that we have to know, that we have to understand, so that we can uh, carry ourselves in wisdom to know what action to take, when to take it, when not to take it. This is going to be uh, heavily dependent on our discernment, and we can't just expect the Holy Spirit to help us with discernment if we have not been uh, diligent in understanding what can be understood, if we have not been diligent in knowing what can be known. Um, and that's kind of what we want to just initiate, uh, start to I down. consider that um, as the end times approaches, and for those people that will be part of the actual events that will 
precede the persecution, the time of persecution and tribulation. The people that will be a part of the actual tribulation time. I think that passivity mm. will be the most dangerous killer among believers. Passivity will be actively ministered mm. by the Antichrist spirit. Passivity will be enforced in many ways um, by world circumstances. Passivity especially will um, present itself as a false form mm. Uh, of faith yes we and trust rest. the lord so we don't mm. have to know already we see that uh, spirit of passivity very prevalent in the church world around us on the one hand you have a crowd that wants to say they know what's going on but haven't spent enough time in searching and studying the scriptures and searching especially the Lord for mm. um, understanding regarding the scripture. So you have a crowd that might be, th but might think they're searching the Lord for understanding, but they're not searching the scriptures. Then you have another crowd that think they already know what the scriptures is saying. And so it's time to go back with fresh eyes. In season, God is going to release new revelation, new yes. depths of insight. And so people that want to hang on to understanding that has been coming for uh, 300 years or yes. 500 years. Mm. People that want to continue in what the previous generation or the generation before them understood, that's the most foolish thing yes. a person could ever do. Yes. We want to be updated by mm. the Holy Spirit, mm. updated in our abilities, in our perspective, in our positioning, and in the depth to what we are available uh, for him to impart understanding, insights, yes. and prophetic understanding. Then we can hear him. Then we can start to see what he's showing us. But if we are going to, in our hearts, decide to stick to what people have told us will be happening in the end times, then uh, you will be blindsided. Now, there's people, most people think they, 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 they connect this of that day, we do not know. To the idea of a rapture. Now we've spoken about this yes. before. If you have been brought up in a, a church or a denomination where they um, have taught you that there will be a rapture, even if it's a pre-tribulation or mid-tribulation rapture, you have to go back. You have to take the responsibility. Go back with a empty canvas, a clean canvas. Mm. Just take the scriptures, ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand what you're looking at and search the details of the, all the relevant pieces of scripture again. Okay, you can't stand in the sight of God one day and say, well, he told me this and I just believed him. Okay, that's how Adam Fall. got um, chucked out of the garden. For heaven's sakes. Okay, so we have to stop that foolish process where people say, well, that's the way I've been taught. Then there's other people that say, I believe like a child or like an innocent and I don't need to know. Okay, that's foolishness of the highest order. So we are going to look at the details. We're not going to try and convince you of it's going to of what's going to happen. Are mm, we to or see it or perspective? Going to be or We're like just that. going to lift out the detail. 
um, so you can look at it, see at it through the series. And we're not saying that we know when and what. We can just say that we have to identify the important details, the specifics, what specifics are given, and then we're going to look at different scenarios, different possibilities, mm. and um, put that on the table and go like, it might mean this, and it might work out like, like, like this is the scenario that might unfold. Mm. Then there's another scenario that might be equally um, uh, feasible. Yes. And that's what we're going to do. So this was just an introduction to that. Um, so when it says, but of that day and hour, no one knows. Firstly, it says surrounding that specific day and hour, and that's when he's, he physically returns to earth as the Messiah, as the Lord of hosts. Just before that, he's speaking about us looking at the fig tree and knowing and discerning the times and the seasons. And so there's two ideas that, that are unfolding in a parallel way. That we should discern that which have been made known. We should know what can be known, mm -hmm. perceive what can be perceived, and then accept the fact that of the very last day and the hour, and everything surrounding that, everything has not been revealed, and more importantly, uh, further and further and beyond that, mm. uh, we have not been informed. And so that's what it means. It doesn't mean that we cannot know how to prepare, how to be prepared and how to equip. And that's why yeah. what we are going to focus on. And we'll see you in the next installment of this.